everybody. Welcome back to the Ghouls Room. We are your hosts. I'm Emmy. And I'm Julia. And welcome back for another spooky week of cryptid, ghost, and spooky tales that we've just researched and brought to you today. So yeah. very exciting. How are you, Julia? I'm I'm good. I'm alive. I have an assignment due Monday. I procrastinated it because what else is new? Um I don't know. Like that's 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 been my life so far. It has been a very basic busy week, you know, yeah, with the school and just work and yeah, it's just been a, it's just been an, an average grind I've for been me as well. Pretty boring. Although I was thinking of something I've wanted to discuss on the podcast for a hot second. Um I think I've briefly mentioned it before, but I can't remember. My boyfriend's flat gives me haunted vibes and it's gotten worse. <laughs> Oh, no. How could it get worse? (laughs) So to give a quick layout, when you like open the door from the outside, it's literally just a straight hallway. There's a mirror on the wall to your left, and then there's a almost floor to ceiling mirror at the very end of the hallway. And then on your right, you have his bedroom, the bathroom, and then the living room. So anytime I go from the living room to like the bathroom, I have to then walk past said very tall mirror. And I have to like pretty much look at it in order to go into the living room. And every single time, without fail, that I look into it, I swear to God, out of the corner of my eye, there is something standing behind me. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> and there is nothing in that hallway. Like, there, nothing. There's, there is a single light on the ceiling that can't really cast a shadow. And then there's just the door to the outside. There's nothing in that hallway. And every time I, like, look more closely, there's nothing there, obviously. But every single damn time, I kind of scoot from the bathroom to the living room really quickly because I just don't want to see it. But I see it every fucking time. And it freaks me out to no end. And now I'm moving into the flat. That is terrifying. Oh, I'm just like, oh, my God. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm sure I'm like trying to like be like, I'm sure it's just my imagination, but this is the only place and mirror where I've ever, every single time been like, what is that? There's a person. And it's not like, oh, it's a weird shadow. It's like a person standing behind me. My God. And I hate it. And I think I've mentioned it to Rob before. And I think he's like laughed it off kind of thing. But I just, oh, (laughs) Time for you to get one of those uh, like ghost radio things. Oh my gosh! I can't, I don't think I can. I don't think I have the balls to do it. You, that's just welcoming unwelcome things. It really is. It's I one just, of those like gateway. Yeah, like, ghost and this drugs. mirror. It's so big too. Like it is a full length mirror that just takes up this hallway. And I swear to God, there's something either in the mirror or in the that hallway. So never speak again. Honestly, that just scared me so bad. It was really—it's really been weighing on my mind. It's really been weighing on my mind. No, please. (laughs) I I hate the energy we created in the studio. It's so creepy. It's it really creeps me out, and I I guess I just don't mention it anymore because I'm like it's something I've gotten used to. I'm like I know if I go to the bathroom, I'm gonna see this thing, and I can't fully explain it because again, it's like out of the corner of my eye. I can't stare at it and be like oh god what is that it's just it's always and it's always to the left like it's always over my left shoulder although it's in the mirror so i, I don't know if that's actually my right shoulder i don't know how mirrors work i'm really stupid i don't yeah, know I can't, i'm trying to, I'm trying to think. <laughs> i'm like wait if I i'm, can't look, even imagine if I'm looking at 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it's always in like the same spot, which leads me to believe like, oh, it must be something in the hallway, but there's nothing in the hallway. That there's nothing so there. Scary. He has nothing. There's the door and that's it. And I'm like, ugh. Rule number one, do not put a full-length mirror in a freaking hallway. Right, he has two mirrors in that damn hallway. Because there's what? the full-length one, and then there's one on, like, the side of the wall. That's the only thing there in that hallway. There is no reason. Are there two is mirrors. no reason to have so many mirrors. I'm sure it was meant to be space. as, like, a illusion to make it seem larger of a hallway. I don't know. I don't know. But, but now, there's just like, now there's just ghosts. Now there's just demons. <laughs> I don't know. And those are actually... No, he does have another. I was going to say, I think those are the only mirrors in his living room. He has one in his living room. That's it. But I'm just like, boy. that is extremely unsettling. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for some reason, I always thought he had roommates. No, 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 no roommates. I don't know why. My brain was like, that guy's got like two roommates. You've never, you've never for once even like named a roommate of his or anything. You I could just, like, sense assumed. the presence. <gasps> I just that literally just came to mind. That's oh. actually so scary. Thanks, like, I hate this it. This whole time, I was just like, my brain was sensing there's like a ghost living there, Ugh. so I just like thought he has roommates, but this just like a ghostly roommate. Yeah, no, he has not lived with someone in like three years four years i don't know oh my god julia i literally thought he like had two roommates (laughs) no why two oh no i don't know i've only i was like like, oh god like when you said that there was like a spare room or whatever that you could like have your space i was like wow it must be like a really big flat like to have all those rooms for everyone oh nope like i'm not even joking nope there's just the main bedroom and then like the side room that he just doesn't use because he's the only one living there Oh, that we know of. did I just sign up to move into a haunted flat? <laughs> this is turning into a sitcom. This is a British sitcom God. about an American girl who moves God. in with her British boyfriend and finds out that her <laughs> spare room, quote unquote, is actually housing two ghosts. Stop. This is an amazing <laughs> opportunity. We need to jump uh, on this now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. It's not going to happen. Well, my my lease expires in like August, so I'll probably move in at some point then i don't know but yeah so i'll obviously still be recording what if i'm like recording and when i go to listen back to edit and i can just hear things in the background (laughs) that is so scary i will shit myself full blown holy crap (laughs) that would be oh my god like what if we're recording and i'm like watching you and i can see things behind you in the video i would be like, good luck, girl. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Like, I don't claim this negative energy. <laughs> my boyfriend asked me to move in with him last night. And after I got over my like shock and excitement, that was the first thought that I was like, but you have that mirror. <laughs> Why like, is that mirror still there? God damn. My first executive function as girlfriend is to remove the mirror. Get that mirror freaking out of here. Though, if it's, I mean, it's a full length mirror. The selfie games. I know. I'm like, I can't actually, because it is actually a really nice mirror. And I'm like, I won't actually touch it. Especially because I'd be terrified to physically touch it. Yeah. You just got to like make it seem super welcoming. Get some like string lights on there. Some like fake vines, you know, really kind of just like (laughs) Pinterest that shit up. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) I'm afraid for you, honestly. Same. Honestly, same. (laughs) <laughs> honestly same i once oh gosh now that i'm remembering this i was sleeping over one night i want to say this was like a year ago at this point it was a while ago and 
I swear to God, this is an all boyfriend thing, at least that I've heard from on the internet. When he lies down, he's asleep. Like, there is no, that boy is out cold and I will stay awake until like 3 a.m. because I'm, I have anxiety. I don't know. And one night I heard a sound that sounded so, like, I thought there, I got up, grabbed a knife from the kitchen and checked every single room in that flat. Because I swear to God, I heard a door open and close in the flat. And like, I mean, like in, in the spare room, there's a wardrobe. Like I opened the wardrobe. I opened the cabinets oh in God. like the bathroom because I swore that someone opened and closed a door in the flat. I was, I was like, there's someone in here. There's someone in here right now. And so I got out my phone, turned on the flashlight. I didn't even turn on the flat lights because I'm a dumbass. I don't know. So yeah, I went and got a fucking knife and my phone flashlight because yeah, that would help in any circumstance. And I checked every square inch of that goddamn flat as he slept like a baby. <laughs> I can't I believe you fucking checked. Neither can I, to this be honest. Is, this is a prime example of how <sighs> people die in horror movies. I know, I know, because... I knew I couldn't wake him because he would have been like, you're imagining things. So I was like, I guess I'll just do it myself because I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep until I confirmed there was no one in the flat. So oh, I had to like geez. go through. Armed with a blade. <laughs> with a fucking and a like paring knife too. So it's tiny. It's like oh, what, two my inches? God. <laughs> out of all your options, you picked up paring. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's got like those big butcher knives, but they, they scare me. So I was like, no. <laughs> Can yeah, those are way with- too scary. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to come with my little tiny paring knife. But uh, yeah, I have no explanation for that either. I never, obviously there was no one there, but it was oh my terrifying. God. I just tell myself, oh, it must have been like a neighbor or something. And I just weirdly heard it very well. I just weirdly heard it clear as day right outside the door. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, I, like, I Yeah, it, it sounded like it was like the front door opening or something. And because no, we sleep with sir. the bedroom door shut, I couldn't see if the door had opened. So I was like, well, time to go possibly get murdered, I guess. Like, that is so scary. Yeah. I keep saying Jeez. I don't have any ghost stories. And then I whip out things like this. And I'm like, well. And she's like, by the way, I had to survey an apartment <laughs> with a knife, a paring knife of all a sorts. knife. <laughs> to protect myself and my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing i was like i was ready to defend us to the death and he's gone to the world he's asleep and i'm like oh my god oh my god i always wonder what like what i would do in that situation if there was like a home invader you know yeah like what i like would i have the balls to like (laughs) grab the kitchen knife and like really go ham like 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 what would i do i mean apparently i I did which is shocking yeah i mean like you were like already balls to the walls. Like, let's fucking go. Let's tango. <laughs> Although my father always told me that I should never actually use a knife because I am not trained to use a knife. And so all I'm doing is essentially giving the robber a knife. I was thinking that earlier. I was like, no, <laughs> Julie is right about the pairing knife. Because like, honestly, it's not about do you want to do the most damage? It's what are you willing to have to deal with when <laughs> yeah. evidently you do lose it? Because yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, when he snatches it out of my hand. <laughs> like, do you want to be dealing with the paring knife or the butcher knife? <laughs> I'll take the paring knife. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Realistically, I just need to get myself some, like, fucking, uh, what's it called? Pepper spray. Although that's illegal in this country. So, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, anything that can be used as... An offensive weapon is illegal in England. So, like, pepper spray 
anything like those spiky cat like things keychains oh yeah yeah oh like the uh, oh the um the knuckles yeah yeah because they're considered like knuckle dusters so which they are for sure absolutely (laughs) yeah so that's meant to that's meant to puncture yeah that that is meant to harm so can't have any of those but yeah i don't know so that's a thing that's happening um anyway i feel like we should <laughs> maybe move on that was let's like it's just dive right in <laughs> just just dive right in i'm going to ignore the imminent ghosts in my life apparently to talk about uh lincoln plot twist as in like our boy abraham lincoln god damn yeah 16th president of the united states which i did not know off the top of my head because i'm terrible and yeah doesn't matter uh i mean assassinated by john wilkes booth while watching a play on april 14th 1865 he was taken to peterson house which was across the street from ford's theater uh that he was shot in lincoln slipped into a coma and eight hours later passed away on april 15th 1865 but in addition to his death Lincoln may have, in fact, foresaw the events leading up to his death. So Ward Hill Lehman, who was Abraham Lincoln's like former law partner and friend, would tell this story about Lincoln's death. According to the tale, just a few days before his assassination, Lincoln shared a recent dream with a small group that included his wife, Mary Todd, and Lehman. In it, he walked into the East Room of the White House to find a covered corpse guarded by soldiers and surrounded by a crowd of mourners. When Lincoln asked one of the soldiers who had died, the soldier replied, the president. He was killed by an assassin. Now, apparently, Lincoln supposedly later insisted to Lehman that the body on display was not his own, so he himself did not view the dream as, like, foretelling his own demise. And... I will admit some historians have cast doubt on Lehman's account, which was first published in the 1880s, which was nearly 20 years after the assassination, because, of course, everyone was like, why did you wait 20 years to talk about this dream yeah. that Lincoln apparently had? Though Lehman claimed to have reconstructed the incident based on notes he made in 1865, it does seem kind of odd that like neither he nor Mary Lincoln mentioned the dream immediately after the president's murder. But even if this story isn't true, Abraham Lincoln was apparently quite interested in the meaning of dreams and what they have to say about future events, both positive and negative. And proof of his curiosity lies in an 1863 letter to his wife, who at the time was in Philadelphia with their 10-year-old son, Tad. Um, Lincoln writes that Mary had better put Tad's pistol away as he had had an ugly dream about him. Moreover, Members of Lincoln's cabinet recalled that on the morning of his assassination, the president told them that he dreamt of sailing across an unknown body of water at great speed. He also apparently revealed that he'd had the same dream repeatedly on previous occasions before nearly every great and important event of the war. Now, I mean, why have I been discussing Lincoln? Like, yes, he was assassinated and he had some weird dreams that may have dreamt his own death but did you know that lincoln haunts the white house i really yeah i didn't know this but many white house yeah so he can also apparently be seen like at his uh uh home like where he actually lived when he wasn't in the white house kind of thing but also the white house and many prominent figures throughout the years have like spoken about their experiences of encountering lincoln's spirit uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, 
though never explicitly saying that she's seen Lincoln, would speak about how she felt his presence in the building and that her dog, Fala, would sometimes bark at nothing, but Eleanor just believed it was Lincoln's ghost. President Dwight Eisenhower's press secretary, James Haggerty, and Liz Carpenter, press secretary to the First Lady, Lady Bird Johnson, both said they felt Lincoln's presence many times while being in the White House. The former president's footsteps are said to be heard in the hall outside of the Lincoln bedroom. Lillian Rogers Parks stated in her 1961 autobiography, My 30 Years Backstairs, at the White House that she had heard them many times while still in the White House. We have Margaret Truman, daughter of President Harry S. Truman, said she heard a specter rapping at the door of the Lincoln bedroom when she stayed there, and she believed it was Lincoln. President Truman himself was once awoken by knocks at the door while spending a night in the Lincoln bedroom. Several unnamed eyewitnesses have claimed to have seen the shade of Abraham Lincoln actually lying down on the bed in the Lincoln bedroom, which was used as a meeting room at the time of his administration. And while others have seen Lincoln sit at the edge of the bed and put his boots on, but the most famous eyewitness to the latter was Mary Eben, Eleanor Roosevelt's secretary, who saw Lincoln pulling on his boots, after which she ran screaming from the room. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Right? Gosh darn it, Lincoln. <laughs> Lincoln! Others have actually seen an apparition of the former president, so they've actually seen him. The first person reported to have actually seen Lincoln's ghost was First Lady Grace Coolidge, who said she saw the ghost of Lincoln standing at a window in the yellow oval room, staring out at the Potomac. Potomac. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt and Maureen Reagan and her husband have all claimed to have seen a spectral Lincoln in the White House. A number of staff members of the Franklin D. Roosevelt administration claimed to have seen Lincoln's spirit, and on one occasion, Roosevelt's personal valet ran screaming from the White House, claiming he had seen Lincoln's ghost. Now, it's just it's not just Americans or people working in the White House that have encountered him. Uh, one of the most famous incidences was in 1942 when Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands allegedly heard footsteps outside her White House bedroom and answered a knock on the door, only to see Lincoln in a frock coat and top hat standing in front of her, to which she promptly fainted. Because Oh, well, absolutely. Same. <laughs> same. As, uh, as one should. <laughs> I absolutely would. Uh, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill loved to retire late, apparently taking a long hot bath while drinking a scotch, which is a mood and a half. Yeah, well, hello. Yeah, smoking a cigar and relaxing. Like, oh, all right, all right, yeah. Churchill. I see you. I see you. <laughs> well, I love this. Hold on. There is an account that on this occasion, he climbed out of the bath naked, except for his cigar, walked into the adjoining bedroom, where he was startled to see Lincoln standing by the fireplace in the room, leaning on the mantel. Churchill, always quick on the uptake, of course, simply took his cigar out of his mouth, tapped the ash off the end of his cigar, and said, Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. Lincoln smiled softly, as if laughing, and disappeared. Churchill smiled in embarrassment. Oh my god, stop. What a witty man. Yeah, I was like... Quick to the whip. I I appreciate that, honestly. Just ass naked with a cigar. Like, that almost sounded like 
sensual though like oh good evening mr president you seem to have there's got to be a fan fiction about that scene there's got to be a fan fiction of churchill and ghost abraham lincoln Lincoln. like oh hey man Mm -hmm." extremely patriotic (laughs) u.s and uk ties have never been better oh geez (laughs) oh god Lincoln's ghost, though, Uh. moving on from that, was reportedly seen outside of the White House as well in Loudonville, New York. I feel like I said that wrong, but I don't know. Lincoln's ghost was said to haunt a house that was owned by a woman who was present at Ford's Theater when Lincoln was shot by John Wilkes Booth. Other Lincoln hauntings included his grave in Springfield, Illinois, a portrait of Mary Todd Lincoln, and a phantom train on nights in April, along the same path as funeral tra- uh, train followed from Washington, D.C. to Springfield. But the last reported sighting of Lincoln's ghost was in the early 1980s when Tony Savoy, White House operations foreman, came into the White House and saw Lincoln sitting in a chair at the top of some stairs. So I guess he's been gone for 40 years now. I don't know. No one's yeah. seen him since then. But... And then just quickly, Abraham Lincoln is not the only Lincoln ghost witnesses claimed to have seen in the White House. Willie Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's 11-year-old son, died in the White House of typhoid on February 20th, 1862. Willie Lincoln's ghost was first reported to have been seen in the White House staff by, er, sorry, seen in the White House by staff members of the Grant administration in the 1870s, but reports have been made as recently as the 1960s. President Lyndon B. Johnson's college-age daughter, Linda Bird Johnson-Robb, claims to have seen the ghost and even to have spoken to him. Um, I got all my information from Wikipedia and History.com for this, but Lincoln's not the only ghost president either. I can go into that later because I've already spent quite a lot talking about Lincoln, but I thought that was kind of, like, I guess I just never thought about the president's haunting the White House. like Yeah, it's so intriguing. Mm-hmm. And the whole aspect of, like, celebrity or, like, super well-known people as ghosts, mm-hmm. you usually hear that it's that's not the case. It's usually lesser-known people end up being ghosts. Yeah. Like, you know, like the women in, the, like, white or the lady in red are yeah. usually just random women. Like, one was getting married. One just so happened to be married there like it's mm-hmm. never like you know yeah like, where's Abraham Marilyn Lincoln Monroe? yeah like where's she haunting? actually that can be a later episode but I do know of a hotel where she's reported to uh appear so that's what I talk we can talk about Marilyn at a separate point but like yeah I just it, I mean like presidents have died in the White House before it's not absurd to think of but it's yeah. just like I don't know. I never think of the White House as a place to be haunted, but I'm like, you know what? It makes sense. It definitely makes sense. I think so. I mean, I've I've never been inside the White House, obviously, but I bet you it is like eerie at night. Ooh, yeah. Like, I bet you it's pretty freaky. Yeah, it's way too big. Like, exactly. And if you like, like, imagine just like spending your first night there, especially if you're thinking of, um, was it the Obamas? Do they have the youngest kids? Yeah. I think so in the White House. Like I would be freaked so. out if yeah, I was like, like one of like, like you just was... go from like your normal home and then you're in like the the White House. Yeah, they like, were that's like just the like girls your home were now? 
I swear to God, they were like middle school age or something. They were young. I think so. They were young. I don't know if there was anyone who was younger. I don't know. But, but that yeah. was just our time, you know? Yeah, our time. Just current age. Imagine being like 10 years old and you have to live in this massive place. Exactly. And I you're would, just like, I would, uh. I would freak out. Yeah. I wonder if they saw ghosts. <sighs> I wonder if they saw Lincoln. I Yeah. I, well, <laughs> like, where did Lincoln go? Why is he not shown up since the 80s? Like, where... He's on a he's on an extended vacation. <laughs> but also the fact that he can like show up at other places that apparently he has been seen. So yeah, that, like, I was thinking that too because isn't it usually where you die is where you're so you sort of like yeah. haunt. Yeah. But it's like I thought he would just be in his little booth forever. Maybe his it's little uh Yeah. But what, maybe what, it's one it of those balcony uh, booth or whatever he was in. Yeah, he was in one of the did you ever see the movie Lincoln with uh, Daniel no. Day-Lewis? Oh, I didn't see the God. whole movie. I, because in school or something, we were offered extra credit if we went to watch it. They had me crying like a goddamn baby about Lincoln. <laughs> like, about Abe Lincoln. Yeah, you obviously know he's going to die. It's not like, oh, <laughs> plot twist, he dies at the end. I was sobbing because they had you like emotionally <laughs> invested in abraham lincoln like high school julia in the theaters literally sobbing over her 16th president (laughs) i was like what's (laughs) happening but that's actually hilarious to think about like watched his death through the eyes of his wife so it was like that is traumatizing yeah it it was her crying and like having a breakdown and i am definitely a sympathetic crier like if you cry I'm gonna start crying. Oh yeah, that shit's going down. Oh, but yeah, and I had to like write a paper about it. I don't know, but yeah, they had me full blown emotionally invested with Abraham Lincoln dying. I think people so easily forget that like Abe Lincoln was a person. I yeah. don't know why his name seems like like just Abraham Lincoln. It has like this weird like satire sound to it for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's like Abe Lincoln, you know, ha ha ha. The and top like, hat he was a like, man. Yeah, like he was he was a real life man. He was wow. also our president. Why are we sitting here laughing at him? <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't Yeah, it's just I can't Oh, but the dreams also kinda get me. Like I'd kind of heard about that whole thing with the dreams, but I'd never read the whole thing where they're like, Oh yeah. He dreamt that a soldier told him the president died by assassination. But because That's he crazy. didn't see his body, he was like, Ah, oh, it must not be about me and I'm like, boy. and that's nuts because my dad used to talk to me about like this like concept of like dying in your dreams Mm -hmm. and apparently well i don't mean he's not like a dreamologist you know but he said that from i don't know where he got this information from but like (laughs) you can't see yourself die in a dream yeah he was like you just like can't visualize like yourself dying because you are you if like you die you're not really it's usually like something else Mm -hmm. is like in your place as you so like that's really interesting to think that yeah even though he was told like that's you and like you're gonna die but it wasn't him yeah it's like super it's just super yeah because i always wake up if i'm about to die like i wake up exactly that's what my dad said he's like if you're about to die you always like you wake up right before and if you 
Yeah. If you like think you see yourself dying, it's it's not you. It's, it's something, something else, else, like uh, some like re- like just in place for you. Yeah, I hyperventilate myself awake when I have nightmares. It's kind of funny to me, at Jeez. least. Like you know how some people like jump up and they're like, "Oh, I had a nightmare." Yeah, I literally start going. <sighs> While Holy I'm shit. still having the nightmare, and that's what wakes me up, and I wake up like panting pretty much because that's, that's what terrifying. Me- yeah, that's I I have done it once while I'm at Rob's, and he was just like, "What is happening?" Like all of a sudden, I'm dead asleep, and I just start like rapid breathing, and he was like, "Uh," he's like, "Are you in danger?" And he was like, "Are you okay?" But before he could even like wake me up, I had like launched awake and was like. I also scream no, sometimes too. Oh, which is classic. Bad. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's always good for the neighboring sleeper. <laughs> yeah, I definitely in college when we still shared like dorm rooms because in the U.S. they make you live five feet away from someone for two full years. Uh, yep. <laughs> I definitely screamed myself awake one night, and my poor roommate Megan was just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Shit, that don't seem right. Yeah, I was like, "I'm good. Don't worry." Anyway, so that's the story good. of Lincoln just chilling in the White House, like you. He's there. Chilling like a villain. I mean, yeah, man's, and had he had a little moment with uh, Churchill there. (laughs) And I appreciate that the most, honestly. (laughs) Right. I'm vibing with their romance right now. That was all, that whole story, that was like all a quote. I should have said that that was a quote, but like that whole story, (laughs) I didn't write that. Like that was a full. (laughs) That was real life. That was real life. Just, oh, Churchill smiled in embarrassment. I love that that was the last line. Like, I'm just picturing Churchill being like, you caught me as a disadvantage. And then him fucking blushing like a schoolgirl. Like, God, oh, he's Mr. so President. witty. I'm obs- <laughs> I, Churchill. I, I might be a little obsessed with Churchill right now. I might be a little too intrigued <laughs> by this oh, witty God. gentleman. <laughs> oh, God. If you've seen what he looks like, I don't think I would want to see that. No, man no, I absolutely, I absolutely <laughs> with understand. a cigar, like oh, jeez, oh, Churchill. That's a mental image I mm. would rather keep fantastical than real life. <laughs> God, I hope there's like I want to see if there's. Oh, there has to be. Oh, God. we live in we live in it's 2021 with like hundreds of thousands of people on the internet. I There's got to be one. <laughs> There's got to be one. <sighs> oh, geez. All right. So today I bring you something that's like borderline, like a ghost story encrypted. The two kind of cross paths. Um, today I'm talking about the legends of melonheads from Michigan, Ohio, and Connecticut. And to sort of s- – there's so there's different locations – um one in particular is from ohio so we'll start with gore orphanage so gore orphanage is as it as it is it's an orphanage for children who do not have parents by some means no one to take care of them um in the local legend in northern ohio it is supposedly haunted ruins near the city of vermilion in the lorraine county uh, the ruin is a building that formerly housed the Swift Mansion and later the Light of Hope Orphanage and is the subject of local urban legends whereby the violent deaths of young adults and children are alleged to have occurred. And this is kind of the same for all the areas that I'll go over, Michigan, Ohio, and Connecticut. Um, but for Gore Orphanage specifically, historians believe that Gore Orphanage never existed despite the fact that 
there are ruins, you know, where the legend claims to have taken place, where the, the violence claims to have taken place. Um, the legend begins in the 1800s. There was a fire that was set, which killed many children and one African-American woman, and their ghosts now haunt the ruins. But before the building burned down, there's something quite disturbing about what actually happened at this orphanage. So there are these creatures called, well, not creatures. I shouldn't say that. Uh These poor little humanoid people, I suppose. They're still people, are called (laughs) melon heads. Now, melon heads are beings generally described as being small humanoids with bulbous heads, and they emerge from hiding places in the woods in various locations to attack people. Oh. Now, these small humanoids are thought to be children Uh. who, after being abused and experimented on, um, their heads became misshapen. They... Their sizes never really changed from this, like, odd toddler child imbalance of, like, having these small bodies and big heads. And even more so after the experimentations when, like, the back of their heads more so. Like, the, was it the crown, the apple yeah. or whatever? Like, you know how you see a baby and they yeah. have, like, that yeah, weird, yeah. huge back head? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like that. Almost but, like, like they're, like, hydrocephalic. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's like that, but they're like six or seven. Like they're older. Ugh. So it's odd. That doesn't um, sit right with me. Exactly. So historians claim that this orphanage never happened and that it was never there. Mm. And, but however, there was a hospital nearby. So they think that some t- somewhere along the way in Ohio, like the. It was the orphanage was made up to sort of put place where these children came from and that kids were taken from the orphanage and brought to the hospital and it was from the hospital they escaped. But there's more information sort of about them starting in Michigan. So Melon Heads of Michigan are said to reside around Felt Mansion. Um, this is in the southern forested areas of Ottawa County as well, according to one story. They were originally children with, as you said, they had hydro, was uh, it hydrocephalus? Uh, yeah, hydrocephalus. Yes. So, um, and they lived at the Junction Insane Asylum near Felt Mansion. The story explains that after enduring physical and emotional abuse, they became feral and were released into the forest surrounding the asylum. The Allegan County Historical Society asserts that the asylum never existed, much like um, the Gore, the Gore Orphanage in Ohio. Um, but the asylum itself was like the building itself was there. It was it was at one point a prison, but they they claim that it was never actually an asylum. Mm. However, uh. That story has been a part of the folklore. The people in, in Michigan are like, um, hell yeah, that was for sure an asylum. Um, Lake Town Township manager Al Meshkin told the Holland Sentinel that he had heard the tales as a teenager, noting that his friends referred to the beings as wobbleheads. Oh. Some versions of the legend say that the children once lived in the mansion itself, but later retreated to a system of caverns. 
Some versions of this legend say that the children devised a plan to escape and kill the doctor that abused them. It is said that the children had no place to hide the body, so they cut it up in small pieces, which they hid around the mansion. Rumors exist that teenagers who had broken into the mansion saw ghosts of the children and claimed to see shadows of the doctor's murder through the light coming coming from an open door. The legend has spread throughout the region, um, even becoming a subject of a 2011 film simply titled The Melonheads. (laughs) So... It's also said there's like this weird overlap between like vampirism slash Dracula and the melon heads in in the book The World's Creepiest Places by by Bob Curran. Bob Curran. Um, it said that rather than dismantling the doctor's body that abused the children, um, pieces of him were found outside in the woods and they were chewed on. Ooh. So it's said that the melon heads actually ate his body for nourishment, which I find to be extremely unsettling. I hate yeah. that. I, mm. I just want to mention that like hydrocephalus is like when there's fluid around the brain kind of thing, just in case no one knew what that was. So it kind of makes your head larger. Yeah, I don't know. My doctor, when I was born, actually thought I had that, so they kept me in the hospital for two weeks, but it turns out I just had a really big head. I had, like, tumors in my brain on the scan while I was still in my mom's stomach or something. I don't know what they were called. And they were like, your daughter's not going to be able to- She's going to be different coming out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's going to be different. I came out and they scanned me and they were like, there's nothing on her brain. We don't know where they went. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they disappeared. <laughs> and here I am now, perfectly mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly mentally That's fucked. <laughs> That's so true. Got you, girl. Don't worry. Love you, mom. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh, God. Um, so jumping to Ohio, um, the Melonhead stories of Ohio are primarily associated with the Cleveland suburb of, Kir- of Kirtland. According to local lore, the Melonheads were originally orphan orphans under the watch of a mysterious figure known as Dr. Crow. Sometimes spelled Crow with um, an E at the end or um, K-R-O-H-E. And some of them, some actually talk, call him Dr. Melonhead. So Crow is said to have performed unusual experiments on the children who developed large hairless heads and mal- malformed bodies. Some accounts claim that the children were already suffering from hydro cephalus and that crow injected even more fluid into their brains eventually the legend continues the children killed crow burned down the orphanage that they were living in and retreated to the surrounding forest and supposedly fed on babies i mean yes so disturbing good on them for killing him i guess yeah but then it's like hold them it's like so (sighs) chaotic yeah (laughs) It's like, at first, chaotic good. It's like, you did what you had to do. Yeah. And it's like, instantly chaotic evil. Yeah, and you're like, like, all right, you should have stopped there. Stop while you're ahead. It's like two ends. It's like, I'm going to kill a doctor that abused children, but then I'm going to go eat babies. It's like, okay, whoa, let's take yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. Um, legend holds that the melon heads may be sighted along Wisner Road in Kirtland. Uh, the melon head legend has been popularized on the internet, particularly on websites of called creepy cleveland or dead ohio 
and inspired another movie in 2010 called Legend of the Melonheads, uh, based on the Ohio legend and various other legends in the Kirtland area. And finally, um, going to Connecticut, uh, there are several variations of the Melonhead legend in Connecticut, specifically the southwest area of the state, um, Fairfield County and western New Haven County. Uh, in eastern Fairfield, many tales can be found in communities such as Trumbull, Shelton, Stratford, Monroe, Easton, and Weston. In western and central New Haven County, tales can be found in towns like Seymour, Oxford, Milford, and Southbury. And you know, I should ask my mom about this because she freaking grew up in Michigan and Connecticut. There you go. Gosh darn it. I should have done that there, before this. There Gosh. you go. Maybe next time. Maybe I'll touch base with her and I'll, I'll come back to you guys next We'll time. have an update. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there are several primary Connecticut variations. According to one variation of the myth, Fairfield County was the location of an asylum for the criminally insane that burned down in the fall of 1960, resulting in the death of all of the staff and most of the patients, with 10 to 20 inmates unaccounted for. Supposedly, those 10 to 20 inmates escaped and were surviving in the woods. The legend states that the Melonhead's appearance is the result of them having resorted to cannibalism in order to survive the harsh winters of the region and to inbreeding, which in turn caused them to develop hydrocephalus. Some retellings of this version substitute the asylum or prison with places of business or campgrounds and the inmates' patients with employees or staff or campgoers. So rather than having all these crazy people, it was just like this sad um, survival of the employees, staff, or campgoers, which is so disturbing. Just the idea of like going to camp and then like, oh, to survive, I have to eat Daisy. Ugh. So unfortunate. Sorry, girl. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> god damn. Um, Individual variations uh, modify these individuals. You know, there really is no set tale. It kind of depends on which county or region in Connecticut you are where you're hearing the story. According to another variation, the Melonheads are descendants of a colonial era family from Shelton Trumbull who were banished after accusations of witchcraft were made against them, causing them to retreat to the woods. As with the first version of this legend, this variation attributes the appearance of the Melonheads to inbreeding. Melonheads allegedly prey upon humans who wander into their territory. Like the first version, individual retellings will modify that what town the family was from, and yada, yada, yada. So, that's, that's that, those are the Melonheads. You know, very, uh, it's, it's sad, honestly, yeah. this idea that a bunch of... I mean, and I felt really bad reading this because, like, I, I imagine the melon heads as, like, these little goblin hissing children. And I'm sure they had a very tough time yeah. becoming melon heads. You I, know, but I just imagine, like, if you're going for a walk down, like, a Connecticut or Michigan road and they just come out and I, I just, like, I don't know. <laughs> I imagine them as, like, and they're all, like, running out with, like, their little stick limbs and, like, oh. wobble heads. And it's scary. It I pee for sure. <laughs> like, I would 100% pee my pants. I have but also, no like, doubt in what? my mind that, like, they th this place existed. Maybe they aren't in the woods anymore, but, like, those early 1900s asylums were it was sus yeah they really did some horrible things and they're like oh but it's for science and i'm like what yeah for like who? i I, it, I wouldn't put it past because there were uh human experimentation in a lot of these asylums oh yeah 
I would not put it past um, doctors having noticed enlarged heads in children and being like, oh, that's weird. Let's see what happens if we do, if we put more in there because it's already big anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's such, that's like, so messed up. What? Like, who decides? Like, yeah, you know what? Just do it. And I'm like, what? Like, the? that's messed up. Yeah. In the old days, if you had depression, they used to put you in a padded room and just leave you there. Yeah. They just put you, they, and, and, what was it? God, I saw something on the internet, which probably isn't true, obviously. Anything you find in the <laughs> Take internet. Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there was one where it was like a woman being treated for hysteria, like anxiety, or depression. Yeah. Yeah. And she, they had, like, she was like just in a room and there was just like a single chair and she was just like strapped to it. Oh. And they just like left her in there. Oh. You know, like just strapped by chains to a chair, and they were like, "That's how we fix you, man." Like I read, so I would definitely be in an asylum if I, I were alive. Yeah. Back then, they would have been like, "Oh, for Lock sure, this girl away and throw away the key." But I've also heard things I, again from the internet. Who knows how true it is? Where they're like <laughs> women who have hysteria, but instead of like, they were like. We're going to try this new experiment. It's like a gas-powered vibrator or something. (laughs) Because they're like, clearly you're They did did use (laughs) toys to try and fix women. And gave them fucking like, I don't know, like ecstasy. (laughs) Because they're like, well. What the fuck? I'm like, just gave them straight up I mean, if we're just handing out ecstasy. Yeah, I mean. I'm crazy, sign me up. (laughs) Like opioids, they were just like, "Oh, you're having a rough night. Damn. Like, here's some opium." And you're like, "Okay." I mean, if it's let's see, so we're we're what in like the nineteen was this nineteen thirties earlier? Honestly, I don't even. I'd say like nineteen hundreds, but my memory yeah. of the uh, opioid trade is <laughs> limited. So yeah, I'm not. Assigned, I'm not into that much detail. Yeah, history. I don't know. But I mean, like, we're weighing like doing fun drugs and like having to clean the house and cook for my husband yeah. uh, call yeah. me crazy but lock me up like what, what is, is that <laughs> like, the risk though because it's like if you go and say yo i'm hysteric are they going to tie you to a chair with metal chains oh, and leave you true. or are they going to give you drugs and orgasms <laughs> like, damn it it's i'd say it's a risk is it a it's risk? pretty risky i don't know <laughs> it's i know which one i prefer but like I would not want to be strapped to a chair. And the worst part is, is they would do all of these things to like cure you, but they never believed you when you said you were better because you were technically crazy. Yeah. So they were always like, oh, you're not better. You think you're better because you're crazy. And it's like, then what are we fucking doing here? We just run it in circles, people. I like, give me a break. Yeah. I can't. I, mm, I have read stories where like the main character is sane, but everyone tells them that they're not and that fucks with me because it's like if everyone around you is telling you that you're like that you're wrong that what you're seeing is not real or something and you're just like well i can't think about things like that too long where it's like what if (laughs) yeah no that i can't that's one of those are movies and like books that are like that sometimes i can't read them because they bother me so much yeah because i feel like I don't like feeling like I'm crazy because yeah. I I feel crazy a lot of the time. Like I sometimes feel like I'm like from the fucking loony bin. Like don't know what's going on half the time, and then like I like ask a question expecting one answer, but I'll get the opposite answer from numerous people, and I'm like, okay, Ugh. you all are either being too fucking nice, or I'm crazy. 
Like it, what? Like like I need someone to tell me the goddamn truth. <laughs> Have you ever seen Shutter Island? Yes, that fucked that me. That one's oh. so messed up. Ah, without like giving away. I mean, it's been out for a really long time. So I mean, I can't. oh, it came out. Weren't we in middle school? Yeah, I didn't watch it. Out? I think until like high school or something. But... Oh yeah, I wasn't. I think I saw it literally on like <sighs> TLC or something yeah. in like college. Just you're led to believe that one of the characters is like the main people investigating an insane asylum for being like abusive or something i don't know and then you just find out that he's fucking patient and you're like what and he was just yeah and it's a cycle he goes through he does it like once a month or something and the doctors just let him because they think it is like healthier or something to allow him to live out this fantasy this fantasy yeah yeah you watch this whole movie and you're like oh wow it's a really shitty asylum and then at the end they're just like jokes on you this man's actually also a part and you're just like what What?" it's crazy i can't do those things i'm like wait no there's another movie that's just like that kind of concept oh hang on i gotta look it up really quickly it is (laughs) um like what's it called shutter on fracture the wards there's like literally Oh my god, it was so good. It's one of the best movies I've ever watched. Basically, it's an older movie. It was like on Netflix. I saw it years ago. And it was this idea that the same thing. Mm. People are trying to expose this insane asylum or something. And so like these like this doctor or journalist shows up there and is like trying to re- get these people released. And you later like find out that it's like a flip where the people inside the insane asylum who were like nurses and stuff had actually like taken control of the asylum uh. and like lock up the reporter and they locked up all the nurses and stuff and like tricked everyone into thinking that they were the normal ones and that the doctors and nurses were the insane patients because oh. no one believes insane patients. I. It was it was uh. so cool because at the beginning, you're like, oh, my God, like. You believe the doctors and you believe the nurses, and then you're like, "Holy shit! Wait, the Ugh. patients are the nurses." That These mov- yeah, those movies mess me up. And I was like, "What is reality?" We watched Ugh. a movie in high school for French class, and um, I think it was like "Love Me Not" or something. It was called I don't know. It was in French, but essentially half the movie you spend watching this girl having like an affair with her professor, and he kind of. Like, he's not nice to her. It's kind of like, oh, he's not treating her that well. Uh, Like, he had an ex-wife, and at the end, he leaves the young girl for his ex-wife again. Like, they get back together. They were meant to go on this holiday, and he leaves her at the airport. And, like, halfway through the movie, she ends up, like, trying to commit suicide by, like, gas. But as she's, like, inhaling the gas, the movie rewinds. And then you watch it from the professor's point of view. And he has never met this woman. He has never met this girl. And she's just stalking him. And is like... Holy shit. Yeah, so she's like, I'm in love with this man. We have a relationship. All these things. We're going to get married. And this guy is just like, moving through his life for a majority of the movie. And it's just like, I have... Like, he's having issues with his wife kind of thing. And he has no idea that this woman is like, in love with him kind of thing. And I'm just like, what the (laughs) hell? 
I can't. And that's scary because there's there's like stalkers out there who mm-hmm. like fully believe they're like in love and meant to be with yeah. someone. And that other person could have no idea for months yeah. that they're even being watched. Yeah, it was like she sent the professor flowers and he thought it was flowers from his wife. And so he accepted them and was like, oh, like, this is wonderful. And she like hears him say that. And she's like, yes, it's all going to oh plan. We're dating. God. And I was like, ah! what the hell? <laughs> What I remember, no. yeah, the whole class was just like shouting. We were like, "What?" <laughs> That's oh my crazy. Gosh. Have you seen Midsummer yet? No, I can't. Oh my god, I can't. I'm too scared. It's so scary, but it's so good. But it's so <sighs> scary. I can't. It is like the definition of s- severe psychological grooming <sighs> from a cult community. I just, it's really fucked. Oh, I'm imagining it right now. I can't. Oh god. <laughs> I need to get out of my head. I, I couldn't sleep for days after. Oh, no. Oh, I definitely and won't not be watching even, it then. No. And it was just like, it was the first scene, honestly, that got me. So, like, not a spoiler. It's, like, literally, like, the yeah, first five fine. minutes. Yeah, you're fine. I'm not going to watch it. Um, Like, the premise is basically, like, the main character's sister commits suicide. And it's, like, this huge tragic thing for her because she, like, loves her sister and loves her family. But her sister commits suicide by attaching tubes to a car exhaust pipe and bringing them up to the bedrooms and while her parents are sleeping she puts one in her parents bedroom and closes the door and then tapes one to her face and so she kills herself and her parents and the so disturbing to me so extreme the 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 the, i can't even i can't even say the the image of just like when the camera like pans across the room and you like see you like you like see the tube in the parents room you're like oh my god like she murdered her parents and then like it like continues to like her and it's like just like this giant like tube that she like duct tapes around her head to her face over like her nose and mouth yeah and that was like the end that was like the big just like the introduction to the movie i was like i was like what the fuck oh are we doing like what are you doing no. I was like, what in the, like, so, so fucked. And then, like, this poor main character, there's no break. Her, like, boyfriend, like, makes her feel bad for, like, for, like, being sad. Oh. And I'm like, are you for real right now, bro? Oh. Like, oh my do you not know the trauma that she just had to endure? Good God. And then she fucking, everyone in Sweden, just like, it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? The All whole right. movie, I was like, what is going on? Never go to Sweden. Noted. Never go to Sweden and never, just never, <laughs> just, just never go to Sweden. <laughs> don't leave your flat. <laughs> don't leave your home. Don't leave your home. Moral of the story, unless you're moving into your boyfriend's flat who might have a ghost in the mirror. Yes, but only because that might turn into a really good sitcom. <laughs> oh, right, um, guys. As always, thank you so much to our Patreons, our patrons on Patreon. You've got Eric, Brad. Carrie and Cassia. Thank you guys so much for joining our tiered family. We love you. We appreciate you and you keep us running. And thank you so much to our other patrons. We appreciate you. We see you. And we're happy you're here with us. Yeah. And as always, <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Emmy. I'm Julia. And stay spooky, my friends. Bye. Bye.